Welcome back to today's episode. Mr. and Mrs. Smith is a new show on Amazon Prime starring Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. You're probably familiar with the 2005 film starring Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. We're going to talk about that, but we're not going to focus on it too much. Just like we're not going to focus on too many of the production stories. But uh, but let's start this one off with a game. Because I feel like people are exhausted with all the reviews that are out there, all the interviews are, that are out there. They put a lot into the promotion of Donald Glover and Maya Erskine. They kind of had them going around to all the late night shows. Yep. And so anybody who wanted to see those stories can kind of get those there let's play a game it's called it's true or false and it deals with some of the other podcasts that we've done recently and how they apply to mr and mrs smith okay the first one so masters of the air i don't know if you recall but when i read the book i talked about how jimmy stewart was uh he he flew in world war ii right and jimmy stewart is obviously famous from um the christmas movie that he was in and also it's a wonderful life yes and uh mr and mrs smith go or mr smith goes to washington now i don't know if you're aware that there was also a film called mr and mrs smith go to washington it was about now that they're married and residing in this quaint washington estate jeff has begun his campaign for president when clarissa overhears another senator plotting to sabotage his career (laughs) <laughs> true or false? Uh, it's true. I know that. For that a fact. is false. Wait, what? I thought that they, there was they, no sequel. There was a there sequel, was no sequel TV series, but there was never a sequel. Oh, that's probably why I'm Jimmy Stewart. Okay. Well, I'll give you another shot. Masters of the Air. Clark Gable, also super famous back in the day. He was married to Carol Lombard. We talked about her, the plane accident that she got in. But in her final film that was released while she was alive, Hitchcock's only comedy that he ever made, Mr. and Mrs. Smith, was a screwball comedy about a bickering married couple in New York who find out that they legally aren't actually married. True or false? Uh, true. That is true. And I thought you would get stumbled up by the fact that Carol Lombard was also in To Be or Not To Be, but that was released posthumously. So this was her actual film that was the last film before she it's passed away. It's fair to say that the 2005 Mr. and Mrs. Smith, kind of in different terms, was also a screwball comedy because I don't believe any part of it is supposed to be taken seriously. It actually was supposed to be funnier. But uh, Brad Pitt, being Brad Pitt, didn't want to do some of the jokes because it didn't want he didn't want to look too dumb. That's surprising because his character is probably the dumbest out of all the characters in the film. Would you say that Donald Glover's version of John Smith is also the dumbest between the two of them? No, the TV really? se- the TV series takes things a lot more seriously. Because yes, but Maya Erskine's character in Jane Smith was it was written she was like the main main because it was an all women um, except for the two Glover brothers. Uh, writing staff and they really wanted to center on her character as being the heroic one. sorry donald glover has a brother he has a brother who worked on atlanta stephen glover and also worked on this yeah as you don't I know about know the glover that, brothers no. <laughs> okay all right getting back to the game though we'll get to the rest of the stuff later griselda the connection with griselda in 1997 there was a show called senior and senora smith this was starring sofia vergara a telenovela which ran for 20 episodes when two married spies die, their twin siblings have to cover up their deaths by assuming their lives. The twist is that neither knows that the other one is the other person's sibling. Uh, I would say that's false. It is false. That is completely made up. Okay. All right. The next one has to do with understanding what type of show Mr. and Mrs. Smith is. Assassins in the Suburbs has existed forever, right? You had Spy Kids, The Pacifier, True Lies, that adaptation that came out. The Americans was a serious version of it. Citadel, which is less about the suburbs, but I guess after the first episode, there is the mind wipe, and so one of them does go and live in the suburbs. Also, I remember you saying that Citadel reminded you of Bullet Train. Bullet Train reminds me a lot of the 2005 film. The casting of Citadel reminds me a lot of the 2005 version of Mr. and Mrs. Smith because of like them trying to get the most attractive people as possible 
to star in it and then just throw a bunch of money. And I think that Amazon Prime also does that as well. So it would make sense that they're trying to get all these spy series under one umbrella. Anyway, so Chuck had an episode, I don't know if you remember, where they were, uh, Sarah and Chuck both moved into the suburbs. Yeah, so, yeah it was yeah. like the middle of season two, I think. So, so for our fourth one um, here in the game, it's Scott Bakula from Quantum Leap, 1996 series. He played Agent Mr. Smith, and he's teamed up with rival Mrs. Smith, played by Maria Bello from Beef, uh, by a shadowy spy organization called The Factory, where they bicker, but they must learn to work together. Um, this was also Timothy Oliphant's first official acting gig. He played Bakula's partner, Scooby. So he just pops up in, <laughs> in the pilot. In 1990, what? 1996. 1996. True or false? Uh, true. True. So there's another show called Mr. and Mrs. Smith that came out 10 years before the movie did. No relation to the movie, supposedly, because again, uh, Simon Kinsberg brought up this uh, the, the idea in his thesis and then changed it into a uh, full-out film. Chuck, again, another connection with that, it would be after the 2005 film, Doug Lehman, the uh, director, and the screenwriter Simon Kinsberg set out to make a TV series on ABC starring Jordana Brewster and Martin Henderson. You might know Martin Henderson from X when he played the cowboy-looking guy. Oh, yeah. And he also was in Virgin River as one of the main characters. They're married assassins working through their marital issues while living as spies. That's true. How do you know that? Yeah, because I I can already tell Mr. and Mrs. Smith was like the seventh highest grossing film, I think, of 2005. And with it being such a hit, it would make sense that they would want to make a sequel they series made, They made it. a pilot to it. It was so bad, ABC passed. It was, it, but it's available online if anybody wants to go see it. So yeah, there's been a lot of additions or renditions of Mr. and Mrs. Smith over the years, but none of them are supposed to be connected really to this series, even though they kind of involve spies and married couples all the time. Well, let's talk about comparisons between the TV series and the movies. For Besides the ones that I've already made with all the suburbs. Well, yeah, 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 you have John and Jane Smith. I believe that those are the two main character names also in the movie. You have them being part of a secret. Oh, you're saying between the movie and the TV show yes. specifically yes yeah you have a uh you have a secret organization that they are working for uh at least here they say that they are doing high risk operations and much like in the film that is also true you also even have jane smith saying that she's organized in the first few minutes of this pilot just like that was a joke that was made in the 2005 film so you are dealing with i think characters that are supposed to be kind of similar but the way in which they get their jobs is supposed to be a lot different from the film what i've heard is and you tell me if you agree or disagree mm -hmm. is that glover and erskine have chemistry yes that is the main selling point of the show i that think it's the main selling point of the movie as well but yes for the tv series i think that their chemistry is probably the best thing about the series yes but the difference between the movie is that the plot prioritizes in the show the growth of their relationship as opposed to the espionage and action scenes yes the strange thing about the series is that J John Smith and Jane Smith, those are the names of other characters. Those are actually aliases that so Donald like Glover 007, and 009, Maya and all that stuff. Yeah, and Maya Erskine used because other people's names, as we even see in the first scene of the series, are John Smith and Jane Smith. And then when we get the interview between uh, Donald Glover and Maya Erskine, they're in separate rooms and they're talking to a box yeah, that's asking them random questions like what their ethnicity is and, and who the first they are episode is also the first one that they filmed together so it was kind of them learning the ropes and understanding each other you may see a little bit more awkwardness in how they're acting together than later on that's what series. a lot of the comedy it felt like kind of relied on well the, cringe the style humor. this is the third thing that i've learned is that the style is very akin to atlanta 
Yes, well, so much so that you even get Alexander Skarsgård show up in that the was first my last thirty one. seconds. The cameos of the are series. supposed to be a blast. Well, it, Alexander Skarsgård, I just said in the last podcast how I finished watching season four of Succession, and to see him pop up, I guess he's contractually obligated with Donald Glover to show up in at least one scene that Donald Glover stars in. And like of you said, he's, he's billed as the first other John, so there's going to be a Actually, ton of other Johns one, and other Janeses. The one, the one thing I like is that I had the X-ray on for Amazon Prime, and they didn't even have him named. They credited him as man. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just like how Paul Dano randomly shows up in episode two and he's credited as hot neighbor. He's not given a name either. This, what, this is what makes me so like incredulous at the idea that they can't connect this to the 1996 series at all. Because in the 1996 series, Scott Bakula was not allowed to say his real name. Like they, That was like one of the finale things that they did for that show was that the two main characters told each other their real names because they weren't named Mr. and Mrs. Smith. But like that was, it's like Doctor Who where you you just don't give that up to anyone. Well, again, you don't get the two main characters' actual name. At least well, not, not the until first now. Two episodes. Not their names. Yeah. Um, so I assume you have some curiosity on how this thing got made. Yes. How did Donald Glover from Atlanta and Maya Erskine from um, Pen Fifteen? Uh, decide to go jump into a cheesy rom-com, you know? Mm -hmm. um, it started with producer Michael Schaefer, who I think was working for a new Regency. He's a friend of Donald Glover's, pitched the idea to him. Glover hadn't even seen the movie. He assembled his team from Atlanta. Co-creator, showrunner Francesca Sloan was the first person he brought aboard. Um, director Hiro Murai, he directed both the first episodes. I recognize his name right as he popped up. He directed most of the episodes and most of the really, really good episodes of Atlanta. Yes. So, yeah. His brother, Stephen Glover, that we talked about, the editors, uh, the cinematographers, Alexander Skarsgård. He kind of brought over the entire team. Maybe not the sound guy. I think the sound guy is the guy <laughs> from The Last of Us. But uh, this was written during the pandemic. It was shot a year later, so he had time to get ready. He was also filming Atlanta. They delayed it because of the writer's strike, but also because of the exit of Phoebe Waller-Bridge that we'll talk about in a second. But then it was released February 1st, and all the episodes are available. What you might not know is that there was a wee bit of off-screen drama surrounding the 2005 film. Well, no, obviously, yeah, everyone okay. knows. No, but it's not what you think. <laughs> Nicole Kidman was actually set as Jane Smith uh, as of 2002. And then she had to drop out to do the Stepford Wives, okay? Yeah, right. So then Brad Pitt followed suit and also dropped out of the film. Originally? Because after right. after bringing in, he brought in the director. He got his pick of director because it's Brad Pitt. And he was like, Doug Lehman is going to be the guy, right? Yeah. There was also other people vying for it. John Woo, David uh, Fincher, Michael Mann, and David, Guy Ritchie. Uh, David Fincher, Mr. They were all connected. Smith. They were all connected at one point. <laughs> and then he chose Doug Lehman. And then when Nicole Kidman dropped out, Doug Lehman was like, oh, no, Brad's going to leave. And Brad did leave. And so the casting call went out for Will Smith, Johnny Depp, Gwen Stefani, Catherine Zeta-Jones, you name it. Everybody that in Hollywood many people were possibly going to be Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Yes. And then Brad Pitt was like, no, actually, I, I think I'm coming back. That <laughs> might so have the, been, the that might have been club, he the, might have not wanted to leave once he realized that they were going to give the role to someone else that was just going to be maybe as high in name as he is. Maybe, maybe. But everybody remembers the next part. Obviously, he comes back. Jolie is hired. Uh, their marriages are in kind of problematic. The age difference between the two, I was surprised because I think that like Brad Pitt was around 39 when they were filming it and Angelina Jolie was like 28 or something. Really? Right? I didn't even realize they were that different in age. I think they are. Movie. Yeah, I think like right now, Brad Pitt is almost. 60 huh really that's yeah. crazy <laughs> no you just blew my mind all right so yeah so what does that version the 2005 version because we're not just re-bringing up drama for nothing have to do with this one well 
In a similar way, Phoebe Waller-Bridge was brought on to be the uh, opposite lead to Donald Glover. Phoebe Waller-Bridge, obviously, from Staged, but even before that, from her own series, Fleabag. Mm -hmm. She was also in the last uh, James Bond movie, I think, The No Time to Die, or whatever whatever that was called. Right, so she's this English actress, and she's well-known, but she came on to co-write the thing, co-create the thing. She was going to be, her hands were all on it as well. She really wanted to, okay, yeah. The problem was that they just had creative differences. It just did not work out between the two of them and she exited and it was a question whether who was going to get it but because Glover had already brought on so many people of his own squad you know he had brought on the director kind of like Brad Pitt has brought on Doug Lehman Mm -hmm. um so he uh the showrunner sorry um so Glover then uh was able to complete the show he did have to finish Atlanta but so did Brad Pitt have to finish the Ocean's 11 franchise or whatever back in the day they're obviously both they're both narcissists in a way like I I don't think (laughs) they would even disagree with me if I told if I said that in front of them and then Maya Erskine joined from Pen15 she also wrote her own show back in the day but she did not require any sort of writing credit in this she didn't she didn't include herself in that it part was of it. weird because I remember when I was doing research for Pen15 how she is supposed to be what in eighth grade in that thing and yes. here she's supposed to be playing a full-fledged and adult. so <laughs> and I remember you doing the research and saying that her mom played a character of her mom in the show yeah. and that's been referenced in every interview because then in Atlanta the same thing happened with Donald Glover. He brought on his mom to then. Oh, be I thought the show. okay, yeah. No, no, he, he brought on Maya Erskine's <laughs> no, no, no. mom to play. I his thought mom. you were going to say that Donald Glover brought on his dad. I don't know why, but oh. that's where I thought that that was. You were going. just being sexist. That's cool. Um, no, I'm kidding. Uh, NYU is where they both went to school, but they didn't go to school together. They were aware of each other's fears. and uh, and then they ended up talking on Zoom and got to know each other more and more on set. Um, and that's why when Hiro Murai, who only did the first two episodes in direction, came back later on to do reshoots, he was like, whoa, the vibe here is t- completely different. You guys are way closer. And again, if you watch any of their interviews together, they seem extremely close to one another. Um, that said, they're both married to other people and have kids and stuff like that. I'm not imp- implying anything weird. But uh, it's weird to me that you would think that the 2005 version, which is so on the face, just sex sells type of humor, um, is it not? I mean, no. It's been I was, a while since I've seen yeah, it. Yeah, so no. It's, tell me yeah, it's, I, I was expecting more drama, honestly. I thought this was going to be a drama comedy. And when I saw the film, it just was complete comedy. Yes. Like, you're not supposed well, to. Well, Adam Brody's like, in it. And uh, so is. Uh, it Vince just feels Fong. like a farce. Yeah, completely. Yeah. Uh, but, but this, it's supposed to hold those elements from Atlanta, like the surrealism, like the absurdist humor. And I'm just wondering, does it still have the social critique? Is it is it as crazy as Atlanta gets? No, or? I don't. It doesn't have any social commentary to it. But I think that you are taking away one of the best things about the film the film is not good i would maybe give it a tomato on rotten tomatoes just because it's a fun time but really the thing that makes it is angelina jolie and brad pitt the fact their that chemistry. they are they're married well not just their chemistry because the chemistry in the tv series works as well but it's more the jokes that they're able to tell the fact that they're married but they both want to kill each other and then by the final act they're there it's like almost avengers where the the discussions they're having are supposed to be kind of um serious discussions that marriages are supposed to happen during the middle of an action scene here if you're making it more serious and you're taking the uh, more real route i felt like you weren't able to get as much as of the comedy as i think that the show could have had okay so you wanted it to be goofier yes in a way? that's what i was expecting because you see the poster of this thing it's donald glover and maya erkskin in the front seat looking back with like funny faces on and yeah and that's what i thought we were going to get but instead they go like a very dramatic route with it where it's like 
the most dramatic. Uh, well, yes, because every episode is supposed to be its own separate thing. Right, because in the and first episode. And they're supposed episode, to be working together as opposed to wanting to kill each in other. In the first yeah. episode, they're supposed to try and get this package that is supposed to be dropped off somewhere. Like an Amazon package or what? It's it's a package that uh, a suspicious person has, and their mission is to just grab it. So they have to. So it goes through this whole like 40 minute section of them having to try and get the package. And when they deliver it to the house, the house opens up the package. It's a cake. And then they end up leaving being like, why do we do all this work just for a cake? And then an explosion happens in the background, killing the family. Or... And originally you were only going to watch that first episode, but I've heard a lot of people say that the first episode is the weakest. There's yeah. the most pilotitis going on. And you are the ones who was like, okay, I think there's more going on here. And I want to see that second episode to test that out. Did the second episode provide you more and, and make you... Uh, have a better opinion. About I think it. that the second episode is a little bit better than the first, partly because they play somewhat Donald Glover and Maya Erskine, John and Jane Smith. Both of them are somewhat unlikable in the first episode when they're trying to get this package. For example, Jane Smith, she uh, she's following the mark that has the package and the mark goes into this Broadway play. And then she is able to sneak into the Broadway play as well and sit down and starts watching the play. And then she pulls out her phone and starts telling texting uh, John Smith just about this time that she had pancakes with a pedophile when she was 14 years old. Now, I don't think you were supposed to see Jane Smith in that scene as being unlikable, but I hate it when I'm in a movie theater or a Broadway play, it's happened before, and someone pulls out their phone. It completely takes away the experience so of it So these are all. jerk spies, and they're not very good at being uh, secretive or like playing Well, I was just watching it, and I, I, I could not get into the conversation they were having because he's asking questions to her through this earpiece, and she has her phone out in the open, annoying other people all around her, just texting. It's not even things about the missions. It's just about this one time Time that she had these pancakes with again the pedophile what was that show that we did where the person was was kidnapped as a kid and then became a detective and then she had that person downstairs in her basement helping her oh like, that was found that was found right yeah so is this like going to be a found situation where they go to her house and they find like, the person no that that's the thing the yeah. conversation they were having didn't play into the rest of the episode at all she, she only mentioned spoke. it earlier and then when they're trying to get the package and, and they go through this alleyway again they're following the woman Donald Glover is John Smith, he runs up to someone who's selling, just doing his job, trying to make a living, selling stuff to other people. And then Don, uh, John Smith, he just knocks over the guy's business. He just completely demolishes it because he's trying to set up a distraction for Jane Smith to come in and take the package. So I was looking at both of them and I was like, these characters, I understand that maybe for the plot, you're supposed to like them, but they were doing some pretty unlikable things in the first episode. And then in the second episode, Finally, when uh, that's where John Totoro were graced with his presence. That was very surprising to see. He does a guest starring role there. That's when it felt like the show kind of was finding a little bit more of its footing. I think that there's more growing pains that the show has to go towards, but that's where kind of more of the dark humor comes into play. Um, they have to try and find this person who uh, at this auction is going to be getting a Warhol. Uh, it's going to get Warhol bid. An Andy Warhol? Yeah, well, a Warhol like painting. Yes. They're going to be the highest bidder. And then they have to inject them with truth serum that was the mission that they had to go through but then that's where the comedy comes in because they accidentally end up both getting john totoro his character at the same time with the truth serum and it ends up killing him okay they do want to be more realistic in the way of like where the style of the 2005 version was like any bullet that they shoot is going to go right towards the target that they needed to right yeah it's still funny but at the same time they're still suave spies 
versus this where it's like they get tired after a few miles of running and they they don't always yeah and again the the realistic route I they're think, supposed to subvert your expectations like that it like, was yeah you I mean, would normally expect in the spy series for them to hit this truth serum get the information then go on to do something else maybe it's a little boring because you've seen it a million times this way they just kill the person that they need right off the bat well and they also put him in a bathtub and start breaking his bones after he's dead so they Gross. can put him in a garden do you get that nice little like yes every yes okay. and they start throwing up that again was when i think that the chemistry and the show was at its best when it focused on the comedy because that's what i feel like the film was supposed to be in the first place and it reminded me most of the film whenever they were going that route mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but overall i just felt like the show it, it, it really needs to i there, there needs to be something done with it because they have good scenes but i guess so i can't tell if you're like leaning towards watching the rest of the series or if you're still debating it well so here was my thing I'm not going to give this a passing grade because I think, like I said, there's a lot of growing pains that the show has to make it through. But I probably will watch the next six episodes because I do think that when I say there's potential for this, I think there's some serious potential. And I've seen the reviews for this thing too. First off, Amazon Prime, it's not helpful that they show you the IMDb score right as you're about to click it. And what was that? Which was a 6.8. But I know that there are also a lot of- lowered since then. There are a lot of publications that say that this is actually a really good rendition Sure, on Metacritic, it has like a 76. So like, it's weird, the contrast, and then the audience score and the reception is also very different. I think the audience score is much lower. So the critics seem to really enjoy it. They're calling it maybe the next beef, like that type of thing. I don't think it's going to be as good as that. Yeah, well, again, you still haven't seen the rest of the series. It does have a ton more cameos. I'll only ruin one for you, and that's Ron Perlman. He's going to pop up at some (laughs) point, which I I know you like Sons of Anarchy, so that that would be funny. I think I'm going to give the show a 5 out of 10, because Mm -hmm. if, if you're a fan, of Donald Glover, I think that you're going to enjoy this series. Hearing that he did try to kind of copy the same tone that he did from Atlanta makes a lot more sense after seeing the first two episodes because it, it well, kind of goes behind it. Yeah, it goes along the same track, keeps the same tone. Do you think that it's more like the last seasons of Atlanta or like the first seasons of Atlanta? I would say the last seasons of Atlanta because there is this kind of surrealness element to the series. Okay, yeah, and they also like flew all over for it. That's part of the reason why when people ask about the second season and everyone says, "Well," we'd be happy to do it. And you see all the good reviews. You're like, okay, well, Amazon's clearly going to do it. But then you think about, well, they have this expensive, like they're going everywhere in the world. Uh, They promoted it like everywhere. So that must've cost a lot of money. There's the guerrilla marketing campaign that they also did. Uh, They had the featured cameos, which aren't cheap. Those people are probably not doing it at scale. And uh, yeah, again, shooting around the world. I think it's probably a pretty costly series for them. So they would really need to carry over an audience. It's just for me, I think the name didn't make a lot of sense because in the movie, it's like, okay, they're married. I get it. But in the show, they they are paired to be together through this organization. Yeah. Yeah, And Jane Smith is even saying how she doesn't want to have sex with John Smith. But do you think by the end of that, that's going to change? Well, it does because in episode two, they end up having sex. Oh, (laughs) I thought it was like until episode four. So they, yeah, no. So they end up being being together but again part of the funniness was that they were married here it's like you have to see them kind of go through cringe humor and a lot of awkward pauses because they don't really know what to say to each other in each scene that's more the humor that i was going for did you see a cat Yes, so apparently Jane Smith bought a cat along with her. And at first... The cat's all over the script, but then they lost the cat on the set. So that made it so that they could only include it when it decided to show up. 
So <laughs> they're much less trainable than dogs. So that's why you see so many more dogs in TV series. And we're always talking about the like cliche dog that well, they stick the, in the, there. Well, one of the funniest jokes was about the cat yeah. because John Smith thought that the cat originally just came with the house because they're given a house, they're given a computer, they're given everything they need to. And then he figures out by the end of the first episode that the cat was something that Jane actually had and she just brought along with her. I do have to mention, I made an error earlier. I said that uh, Donald Glover's mom was in Atlanta. I, I thought that she was, but actually it says that he's uh, Donald Glover's mom was in this. Oh, yes. okay. So that's another cameo. Interesting. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess so. And then uh, Chi Chi is the name of the cat, if you're interested, the real life name of the cat. And uh, the last thing I'll leave you with is that Maya Erskine, when asked about what she has planned in the future, she says she has a little TV fatigue, but that she is working on a draft of this thing called The Perfect Nanny, which is a limited series that she'll be starring opposite Nicole Kidman. So, <laughs> so it all goes so back everything around. full circle. Yes. Yeah. Anyways, that should close us up for Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Overall, you're giving it a five, but you're still going to maybe two. I'm still probably going to watch the next six episodes. Wow. If for no other reason, the cameos and the chemistry. Those are the pros for the show. I think that the cons are more just the humor that they decided to go with and it not kind of following the same tone as the film. And yeah, it seems like that's what the popular opinion is. So thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye. Bye.